I got soldier. You ready for go? Not a soldier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you know The Killers is a Christian rock band? Yes. You did? What? No, you didn't. What? No. Sweat Equity Podcast and Streaming Show, the number one comedy business podcast in the world. Pragmatic entrepreneurial advice with real raw dog talk. Oh, man. We're talking no condoms. We're talking Eric's wasted. I'm trying to catch up to him. This is a silly, silly episode. If you like this episode, if you like this episode, listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your mom's Walkman, Vimeo. We're big on Vimeo. I don't know if you know that. I did know that. Uh, We're going to be on OnlyFans soon. I forgot to start posting us over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get us on OnlyFans. And this episode is sponsored by Squarespace, the best CMS content management system, drag and drop website creator out there. You want to make a website without, you just want to generate leads. You want to get contacts. Squarespace is where it's at. Hey, you want to go to our website? SweatEquityPod.com and look at that. What Eric beautifully made. I did that. You did that. You want to go to TokoWorks.com. I beautifully made that. Yeah. You want to go to LawSmithWorks.com in progress? I made that one with my two little paws. You can do it too. We figured it out on the fly. We've made probably over 200 sites now. I mean, it's got, I'm gonna go. I, that, I'm my my cup has has runneth over with cum. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Look for, <laughs> look for the what? description. You didn't know the Killers were a Christian rock band. No, you didn't know that. All right. I'm saying I didn't know that. Oh, I don't I thought, really care either. But all right. Let's get it with Josh, <laughs> Joshua Kennedy. Oh, it's a good uh, one. Everybody. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat equity. My sweat equity. My, my sweat equity. Is he Jewish? Do they control the weather? Hey, yo. Uh, I'm, I'm firing hot. I'm pretty drunk already. <laughs> All right. It's a no. So anyway, we're just, just up here uh, moving stuff out of the apartment. So um, coming to get – this is my first time in New York. So, yeah. Oh, Had sort of a free trip to New York to come check it out. What are your thoughts as a, a bushy-eyed 30-year-old? How old are you? 30. So I'd say it's, uh, it's dirtier than I anticipated, to be honest with you. So it's it's no Tampa. Well, it is. It is no Tampa. You're, the summer in Manhattan kind of sucks because um, it's two reasons. So, like, you have no breeze. At some point during the summer in New York City, you have no breeze. So, like, all the buildings, because they block all the wind. And so, like, in the middle. Turn of, into giant heat rays. It smells like piss and trash off. and just, like. I remember going up with my buddy and just being like, can you feel the energy? Mm, just yeah. homeless smells can everywhere. taste the diarrhea. <laughs> right. Is it like that yet? Or is it still kind of, I mean, there, there are definitely some, there, there's some corners that were not the best smelling for sure already that I noticed. And you're not, um, you're in really, the, you're in the nice part. You're not even like the lower East side. I know <laughs> you're not in alphabet city or any of that shit. Well, we, we rolled through Harlem by car to get here. So I got to see, uh, yeah. Did you just uh, wave uh, at all the black people? Hi. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? 
to quote Happy, was it Happy Gilmore that we watched the other day? Quite an economically diverse crowd that we have here today. So that's in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Yeah, that line's in Happy Gilmore. I don't remember that one's. I I think I've seen that movie a hundred times. I don't. I used to worship the altar of Sandler. Uh, I don't. I don't ever. I think you made that one up. That's in a DVD extra. So uh, is it Vern Troyer? Is his name the CBS? Is that is that it? Vern, that's the that's the <laughs> mini me. Vern Troyer's mini me, dude. Vern was like mini me. Vern Lundquist, who I pissed next to one time. Yeah. <laughs> I pissed next to Vern Lundquist at a L.A. Rams reunion when my dad was uh, attending. That is the worst. And I'd had nothing to say to him. And I was like, Vern, what's up, man? What are you doing? Pathetic name drop. I'm so... I peed next to Vern Lundquist. I can't think of a nerdier... I know. Uh, Person? Ever? Look, if Vern Lundquist's name comes on this show, (laughs) like you have to throw in whatever story you got. What what what's your Vern story? Well, I shit next to Vern. No, you did. No, oh, okay. I shit uh, on Vern Troyer. How was God it? rest his soul? Was he in the tiny tiny stall? Yeah. Is there like a tiny urinal? Pretty one? much covered him. Uh, Vern Lundquist was peeing. It was all USC'd out at the Coliseum because that's where the Rams used to play. And then I did one of those things. I had nothing to say to him, but I wanted to talk to him. And I was just like, what are you doing out of the SEC? Like thinking that's pretty rich in my head. And he's like, oh. And he's like, where do you go to school? Well, I was son, like, I have a national contract. <laughs> he's like, you know what a contract go, is? Where did you go to school? And I was like, Auburn. And he was like, oh, no, where you are you going? And then he walked out. And I was like, oh. Yeah, no, this. Oh, I nailed it. I'm the worst in this story, for sure. So. You're the worst in it now, too. I'm, I'm. I'm rocking a tank better than you are right now. If anybody's watching on video, that's for sure. This is there are a Tom. Two different kinds of shirts, for the record. Mine's a shirt you cut into a tank top, like Florida yeah. trash. Nipple alert. Am I exposed? Oh. Nah. Mine. Ooh. <laughs> you want me to rub legs with you? Not. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Josh is just watching us. <laughs> we haven't asked him anything. Oh, we going? What's What's going on? What's new? Why would you want to come back on the show? I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> Did, um, well, as I say, I think we've done it a couple of times. I think one one thing is that the uh, the business is evolving. So if it was kind of a series about doing doing like the the evolution of the business, I have more more to pipe in on than that. So I can hey, definitely talk about that. Can you give bit. us a, a quick recap? Yeah, first Ooh, couple beginning of hosting new, work, beginning of the new season. Yeah, you have to do like a recap. Like um, Umbrella Academy three comes out. And I'll I put just, a little skip recap yeah, I'm gonna have button to, on there. I'm gonna have too, to watch the first listen. two again. Like the boys, I kind of forgot everything that happened. Well, that's worth rewatching. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Anyway, okay, so recap on your business. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, no, I think I think the last time we touched base, I was in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, visiting with my friends, where there was some uh, like a cameo from toilet pa- toilet paper or roses or something like that in the back- background. Maybe both of them. Oh, the weed man showed up. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. You're like, this guy's a shaman, man. He's cool. Don't worry about it. He does ayahuasca journeys for everybody here. <laughs> I pay him full time. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <He's laughs> so, yeah, no, I was in Asheville with a friend. And He's we were, HR. Yeah, we were starting to, starting to build and, um, like, trying to bring on people to help out with the, the company and, and doing more of the business development stuff. And I think now it's a lot more about, like, scaling clients. Um, I've got a little bit better model for, like, how I want to run the business and things like that. And um, even like some, some of the partnerships and strategies that we're starting to run has been like definitely a lot more mature than they were back then and stuff. So 
got a lot from on, like on the technical business side to speak about. Um, so definitely some good progress there. Um, have you realized the clients under $10,000 are worth dog shit and they promise the most and they take the most out of you? A, a lot of times, a lot of times, yes, that, that is the case. And for a lot of businesses, I'm, I'm, we're speaking to the audience in this show, 10,000 isn't a big client at all. Like they wouldn't even scoff at that. But when you're starting out, a lot of people, I did this too. I chased bad deals and you spend a lot of time. It's like chasing a girl you're not even interested in, uh, like when you were in high school. Right. You're like, I, I'm pretty sure I could get her laid. I, I could get laid by her. She's a seven. And then she rejects you. And then you're like, you spend all this time no, no, and now, now you're pot committed and you're like, I didn't even want this in the first place when you right. re- retrospect. I'm in too deep. So my worry with you is that you were going to placate to the smaller guys because you want to make the deals. You want to build on, on that. And it, it is a fool's errand. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, one thing that I'm cautious. So what I would say too is that I, I've been able to say no to a lot of the clients, the smaller fish that I know are not worth it. So the I, most I a, powerful word in business. For sure. So I have a better understanding of what to say no to just from experience running the clients that I have. So I can kind of do a little bit of due diligence and then say like, okay, is this client going to be work, work out for us? Is this a good fit? And then just say no before I go into that. Um, what I can say though is sort of the growing pains of the business is I think anytime you do, when you take a $3,000 client, because we work a lot on a performance basis, is like when you scale them to five, 5K, 7K plus, it's like I do get a little bit nervous around those numbers because the smaller clients are not used to forking out that much cash on a month. Correct. So even though you're growing the program, it's almost like you're being punished for the growth, if that makes sense. If you if yeah, you, you got to potty train them. It's the anti-biggie smalls. It's it's not mo' money, mo' problems. It's smally small, Yeah, smally smalls. Smally littles. Uh, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, that it was already burned. Just stop. It was, don't riff. <laughs> Just don't riff. Uh, it, but they, large. You're like, hey, I need an accounts. I need accounts receivable to hit me, or our accounts receivable to get hit every every thirty days. And like, we can't do that. We do that on ninety. And you're like, this is the bullshit. You just walk through. But, but I, okay, real quick though, did you describe what it is your company does? Yeah. yeah. So just to, to revisit what I do. Sorry, we, I totally remember for the new listeners out there. Right. That's, that's, that's called setting the table in our business, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's a performance marketing company. So we work with D2C e-commerce brands, and we basically have a bunch of different partnerships. So some of those are like publishers, can be like traditional PR. Some are you nodding are- off like you're on heroin? <laughs> 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 you look like an old jazz player. Your head's you need down. to pay attention. I was paying attention. You're just looking at me. But I I'm, thought you were having a stroke or something. You're like kind of just. Uh, I didn't realize I was right. doing it honestly. Yeah. But you were reading the previous notes from the the, the previous two episodes. That's right, right. Doing. Performance marketing is uh, explain so, it. Performance. So we basically drive new customers for DTC e-commerce brands on a performance basis, primarily through different partnerships. But the key is basically is that we have technology that's able to track it. So then we can basically tell where we influence the sales. So it's kind of like ad tech, but but global, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what's D to C? We have to we have to we have to take it all out. So direct direct consumer. So we don't really work with like any type of like services, like no lawyers, no insurance company, like no health insurance, any of that kind of thing. No we professional just, services, products. No professional services, just products. Yep. Which which are trickier. I think because you have way more layers to deal with that are out of their externalities to you. So they're you're dealing with 
shipping issues, that's not any of your problem. Sure. Warehouses. Right. You're dealing with logistics. The none of your work problem. in the warehouses. Has any of that stuff cascaded back to you? And they go, well, we don't have money because we had, we had a guy steal a truck. And you're like, I don't, that has nothing to do with me. I didn't well, what steal I, it. Yeah, what I can say is I've seen it happen with, like, not specifically my clients, but other clients in terms of, like, inventory concerns, especially with, like, everything that's gone in the past year or two with the supply chain being backed up a lot. Is that oh, boy. Clients that are basically, which I could use a little bit to my advantage, but they're paying traditional agencies, right? They're paying however much money, the 5000 or 10000 that we talked about. Mm-hmm. But they're not able to sell any more products, right? Because their supply chain is backed up. And then they're kind of like crunched in or locked into like a, a relationship that they're paying for, but not able to generate more revenue. So thankfully, we'd be able to protect against that. And I haven't had any clients with that, but it has been an issue that's come up. Sure. That, and, that, and what you're dancing around, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, growing pains you had, and what you're dancing around is assessing risk, right? You, you, you would tr- people trust you. Uh, that's how you get them in sales. Sales is trust, right? But when you're talking about from your side, okay, this guy's throwing out a lot of promises. I don't know if he has the liquidity or you know, anything to pay. Uh, or to, he may just not pay on time because he's one of those fucking guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I the guy who has to haggle like everything. Right. And I'll pay you when I'm satisfied with the results. <laughs> right. And you're like, no, this is a pretzel stand. Like, you no, can't we gotta argue. keep the lights on, dog. Yeah, like the the friend that has to haggle. Oh, is that a dollar twenty five pretzel? I want it for a dollar fifteen. Right. And they're like, no, this is a flat corporate. This is Target. We can't change this. Yeah. That kind of guy. There's a lot of those guys in small business uh, that you have to deal with client-wise. Um, how do you assess risk now? What, do you, what are the tent poles you look for when you're, when you're talking to new clients it, from this past experience? So, with the, so yeah, well, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, one of the things is, like, uh, just looking at their website would be one of the first things to do and just, like, see if they're carrying inventory, right, if there's anything out of stock because – if, if something's out of stock on their website right now, that's not good for us because I'm trying to drive traffic and new customers, but if they can't make a purchase, that's what's the point of me working with them. That's one. Um, and then two is just, just ask questions about their previous. So what I find with the type of work that I do is either they have had a previous agency that they worked with that has, that they, that, you know, they outsource to, or they try to do it internally and they have no idea what they're doing. So yep. just those are the two, those are the two basically eventualities or situations I run into. So trying to figure out, just asking questions about the program and, and about their, you know, what their e-com, you know, their, their website and sort of process and all those kinds of things are, are basically the two ways I do it. So we're, we we were the rebound boyfriend for everybody that had a bad experience with an agency or they tried to do it in house and way too overwhelmed. And it's right. like, yeah. And then you realize you're in marketing agencies. Let's just call yours an agency. It's not, but you're you're a different. You're an entity of that umbrella. Let's say everybody comes to you. These clients come to you. I said this in an interview today. I go look, and I I played it right. It was fine. Uh, new material. New material, dude. Uh, don't you know all my materials recycled? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do know. I only that. play. Toddy. I only play <laughs> Scrabble with my friends that text a lot because they can't spell shit. Okay. What were you saying you said in an interview today? <laughs> well, I'll probably beat your ass, dude. Fight <laughs> <laughs> me, bro? <laughs> you up? What um, was... Okay. Um, What was I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you. Oh, man. We shouldn't have smoked before this. Um, So, 
marijuana. Why? Uh, See, we know. <laughs> not not nicotine, dude. Yeah. You got me addicted to gum. Um, Did that to yourself. You realize that every the people that hire you hate what you do. It, it's like a or like a, you've got a, a rat, oh. you had a rat problem in this place at yes. one point. You hate the rat guy, but you hate you hate what he does. You don't like you don't like rats and you don't like exterminating rats. And the guy's probably pretty creepy, so you don't like him. So you're already coming into. I don't like him because they didn't do the trick. <laughs> yeah, shout out Orkin. Um, but I'm saying like. We used to get people that come into us with this weird energy of already like fuck you. I've right. Already, I've already been ripped off. I've already been beaten up and thrown or down the like stairs when by your my dad boyfriend. Gets mad at his phone because it's not right. working the way, and you're like, snap, it, push it, it harder. Dad, it works the it way it works. You're gonna break the glass the on this yeah. thing with your like, yeah, fat but fingers. I hate it so much though. I hate it. So people come in with this, uh, let's call it uh, SDE energy, this small dick energy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spun it around. See how you like that? Comedy's about contrast. I don't know if you know that. Um, so people are coming in with this weird energy like you've already fucked up because you already you, – you imbibe what this field is that I already hate and I'm already confused by. It. Uh, do you get a lot of that coming into it? For, for sure. And not, you, you are on a public forum, so, yeah. no, <laughs> so there's no way you're going to say yes. No, I, I think that there is – Definitely from previous agencies. So there's there's certain agencies in our industry, I'll, I'll say, that have a bad reputation. So anytime that you know that they're associated with that particular agency and you're, you're talking to them, you know that they're going to have a bad taste in their mouth and what they do. So like you mentioned, we're kind of under, we're an entity within the agency life, but we're not exactly an agency. And really the biggest ways to mitigate that I found is, is A, the performance base. So we're only charging on the customers that we're referring and then sort of like basic contracts where we're not trying to get you into a six-month or 12-month thing. It's more of a rolling contract. So those, those two things are more like performance aligned. And so we have less, like they, they, they are able to trust us a little bit more because there are lower barriers, barriers to working with us. Did you say lust? Did they lust for you? Ooh, You're a cute I boy. I mean. I lust. How do you do the pricing? <clears throat> Sorry. So How do you do the pricing? Yeah, yeah the pricing. So I'm a silly prince. Sorry. Yeah, it's Moving variable. Up. So it depends on it depends on the vertical. To be honest with you, um, but typically how I do it now is I'm going to offer either either a like a CPA cost per acquisition, which is just straight percentage of, of sales, or I'm going to offer them a hybrid, which is going to be a lower retainer and then a lower uh, percentage as well. So I'm I'm good working with either, but I like to give them the, the option of either. That's good. So it it feels like you've you've uh, solidified your sales pitch, more or less. Because now you have an answer like you got PR reps on you. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. That You've there's a maturity up. level to that. Like, I, I think no, one you're of the, right. It is like you're very, much more presentable. No offense. No, but it, it sounds Just like you had a, a PR person. Skills. Maybe that shaman worked out for you. It sounded bad what I said. I mean, hey, I, man. I meant to be a compliment. I'm prompter. I'm reading, reading from uh, right. right. Hey, Perfect. You, you can read prompter. I can't do that. Rich people read from prompters. <laughs> that, that's a good. That's Write a, that down. Let's make a t-shirt out of that. Rich people. Read, I don't know how to spell prompter. Rich people. Yeah, this will never happen. Oh, Although well, I do have that cricket. We could make our own t-shirts. Cricket Wireless? No, the Cricket Cut to make the t-shirts. Okay, I'm down. I, 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 got, it, I, I got all these you ideas. Business! Like, like, talk to the hand, man. 
Well, right. like every dude has been like, we should be, we should make a bar, and we should do a t-shirt company. I'd never have said I wanted I've to done, have a bar. I've done both multiple times. Let's fucking own a bar. Nightmare. And above it, it'll be called the influence, and this downstairs bar will be called under the influence. I'm gonna go. No, back. no sound I'm gonna, drops. I'm gonna go back. Hold on, and I'm gonna take the time. It's not even my joke. To put. To put cricket noises under, because I don't have my sound. You don't have your sound, sound bed thing right now. I'll definitely forget, but I I want to go back. Shout out to our old friend Shannon Sarbo for that joke. My whole life. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's who to write your she, emails to then. Okay. Let's 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 write this ship, Eric. Next question. <laughs> Do the um. So, what's your day to day like? How's that looking? Yeah, give us a breakfast, lunch, dinner. What's going on? So, so, uh, like today, I had a client call. Have you someone. themed your days yet? Have you themed them? Uh, as in, like, are they the same every week, or like, as I have a like, like office pirate day? Them? Every yeah, every <laughs> good uh, project manager or ops person that's come on this show has talked about theming your days. Um, and don't you don't remember Nick? Nick Snap. Um, Six Sigma Dude, certified. that was like five years ago. That was one of the first episodes I was ever on. <laughs> I guess you don't remember. No, no I don't. That's cool. Uh, I just remember his name. That's cool. <gasps> no, Josh, uh, question for you. Uh, do you theme your... Hmm? Do you theme your days? I'm, I'm not to the point yet where we theme, we theme our days. I'm, I'm open to suggestions, but uh, I, haven't, I haven't themed it too much yet. Monday, get your shit together day. Tuesday, act like you got your shit together. Friday, continuous Take improvement day. All your meetings are on Tuesday to, to Thursday in the afternoon. That's the best I got so far. What does that mean? Uh, you mean plan plan your week is what you mean, not theme your day. No, theme, theme, your, theme your day. Theme what? Theme your day is it's it's an ops philosophy that you have to that people naturally do when they have a small business. So you so you own a bakery, right? You go. Hold on a second. <laughs> you don't need to go metaphorical here. Yeah, yeah, I do. You own a bakery. You're a Cuban baker. See. Uh, you own a Cuban bakery. You're making all those big baguette-style Cuban loaves of bread. You get up at 3 a.m. That's your deal. You're a, a great baker. That's what you do. Then you start your own bakery. Then you have to figure out, all right, this day is an administrative day. After I'm done with the actual baking, the actual service, the actual work work, I have to do – there's always – El dia de ministro. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, El dia. That's, that's right. You, well, the <laughs> the day of something. I, I'm sure. Uh, I wasn't questioning it. I was just, your Italian's really working for you. That's what it was, Italian. <laughs> and so, so you have to theme your days. When I, when I had to um, coach a lot of a salon, like a stylist that wanted to have their own salon, they work, their big days are Thursday, or Thursday through Saturday. That's your money-making days. Now, if you can fill your other days, great. It's like strippers. But every Sunday and Monday... Until you don't have to do it, those are your social media days. You can schedule out all your social media. You can schedule. You can do all your ad administrative. You can do your marketing. Those are the days that you can cluster together because everybody's at work on Monday. No one's really coming in. But you could also be doing it from your salon and take in anybody that needed someone on a Monday. So you're filling in a gap. My point being, that was theming their days. These are the money-making days. These, I'm on my feet 
12 hours a day selling retail. That's called take home in the business. Yeah, you don't know about it. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Do you even know about it? Oh, man. Um, you should go watch Garbage Garage after this. Bro, I'll open a salon right now. I don't, I don't even need to cut hair. I'll fucking just wax that shit. It'll just be a commission. It won't be rent- pull it out. It won't be booth rental. That's what this interview's like <laughs> pulling hair. <laughs> I'm, pulling I'm pretty teeth. drunk. I'm not gonna lie. I know. Um, Josh, your thoughts? That's how. I, that's how you answer. You just go in a Josh, big go. go in a big rant and then just go. Your thoughts? Yeah. No, I think if, I, I, there's definitely a flow that that I have for sure during the week. Um, there's not much. Basically, Tuesday to Thursday is where most of the work is done. But in terms of dividing the division of responsibilities right now, I have people that are pretty much ex- ex- executing a lot of, like, the client management stuff and all that. And, How many people and, on your team? Uh, That's what I was going to say. Right now, just, two, like, two or three people. Um, yeah. Very. So, Good. small small team, but they kind of do more of the project management stuff and the client management. And I'm focused mainly on the conferencing and the business development and, and that kind of thing. And kind of like uh, the content marketing side of things and then also chipping in you know, on calls and all that and just kind of overall strategy. So yeah, you I, need to come in like, Oh, let me slide in say hi for five minutes and then slide out. That's right. a pimp move. Change this, change Pretty that, much. change this. Yeah. Oh, what was Alex See talking you about? Let me, let me, let me uh, just elaborate on that. Now I got to go. I got to cut out that that's always a baller move. Right. Yeah. Don't not change nothing guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. You coming in? What? You, you coming in? And say a bunch of big platitudes. Hey, we go big or we go home. That's how we roll in performance marketing. All right, I, I've got a two o'clock. I just got to cut out, and then you just you roll out on a rolly rolly chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Make one of your employees carry you out. So you're doing agile project management. What are we talking? Are we talking Asana? Are we talking Rike? What are we talking? Let's get. We 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 do Asana. Is that is what we use project management stuff? I used to use Asana. Yeah, I use it. <laughs> It, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay if you use it correctly. Yeah. I, I I would see I would ask your people that use it if you use it correctly from the get go, it'll save you eons in time. Like it'll save yeah. you so much time in the back end. You know what improve Asana for me? Not having clients over? on your Asana? That but <laughs> how about just like a, a save or a send button? Like Go a send. submit. It's got that. Not what I'm talking about. Like you create a task. Would you like make it a big thing over it? It never feels like it goes away. You can it set that in the settings. A, that you can add a like button. A, like a prompt. Do you want to send this kind of thing? No, just something that is more definitive of when you've completed what you're trying to do. Oh, yeah. You can have, you can have it do right, like. You're going to have to show me this shit. You, you know when. On the Asana you use, if you complete a project, it shows like a rainbow and unicorns. Like, oh, no, I know that. I'm saying like creating things. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We can worry about this. Well, I thought I was fucked up. Nitty gritty. I'm not. I'm, I'm completely sober. Wow, it's sad then. This is getting treacherous. You're treacherous. You did this. I'm naughty by nature, treacherous. Give me that. You know you love that. I'm going to have to do so many you know effects you, after this. I you know you love, love that pun. It's take me way more time I'm trash. to edit this. Aris. All right. So aren't you glad you came back on? Yes, <laughs> Josh be, was nice enough to come on at the last minute. This might be more damage. And, and yesterday we rescheduled because Eric had like ballet practice or something and uh, had to reschedule on the fly. What, what, what was going on? Let's bring it all out. Do you do HR meetings like this where you just get it all out in the air? Well, this isn't 
HR my own house. Yeah. I just told I didn't want to do Mondays. <laughs> You're Garfield. I had a case of the Mondays. What do you want from me? <laughs> all right. All right. I'll be Odie about it. That's fine. Oh, man. You what hate Mondays. No, pod- no podcast theme Monday. That's all it is. Yes, I themed my day that I wasn't going to be a podcaster. No, we got to get out of this house. That's that's probably part of it. Um, we'll get a studio soon, uh, and probably one of those co-share places. You know, is is inflation's getting raised up? Uh, yeah. So everybody's now being very speculative, all that stuff. Um, how do you? How are you going to make your business recession proof? The aforementioned hair well, out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. A big question. Slam them with that. I think I can actually use that. I can. I think I can pivot pretty well. Um, Good. And that's with you. So, I think. I think it goes down to the performance basis thing, right? So, like, what what you tend to see is like I, I kind of look at like agencies as like blind, like the blind dating kind of thing, right? So, like, you can go off reputation, you can get referrals, but you don't really know what it's like until you're working with them. Or uh, and to to bolster that metaphor, a lot of people aren't good at dating. They're not very good at asking questions. Right. So, like I've so done a lot of those those. Um, Man, I swiped right on so many trans dudes where I'm like, huh, good job. Not for me. Um, but good, you know? You know what I'm saying? Swiping right's bad. You like them. You know what I'm saying? Don't act like you don't know. You're not going to, like, creep me out. You can touch me all day. Go ahead. Feel my armpits. I don't care. It's even funnier when you're motionless. I, I don't. I just have to let you finish. You know what I'm saying? Just finish on me. Um but like, but I used to go on these dates and I go, oh, you saw I was a comedian. You want me to entertain you this whole time. That's insane. Or <clears throat> what drives me nuts is a woman can't carry a conversation. Like, I, I'm, I've got to take the lead on all this all the time. I'm not always on like I am <laughs> murdering right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I've known you for a minute. It's, I'm not always crushing. not a lot of... <laughs> I feel like I get all of your quiet time. Mm, I don't know. I think you're just uh, your tough audience of one. Uh, anyway, As I should be. Thank God. Yeah. All right. So back to this. I, I think I think that's a good metaphor. It is dating because you're. Yeah. So it's, it's it's dating. So you don't really know what you're into until 30, 60 days. You typically meet a sales team who has a refined pitch, right? They sell you. They show you their, their fancy slides. And sales and hates marketing. Marketing hates sales. Yes. Right, right, exactly. And then you feed it into your marketing team and they're managing expedition, all that kind of stuff. So again, the solution to all that is the performance basis. So we have software that tells us, we can tell, is this the first time the customer is coming to you? Is this a repeat purchase? What, whoever this is. And so in a, rece- like in a recession, people say, okay, I can, you can go to this company that they might have a good reputation. You don't know what it's like working with them. They're asking you for six month or 12 month commitment. They're trying to engage you on the first date. Right. Literally getting engaged. The metaphor works very well. Yeah. So you're you're getting you're engaged. An Indian, you're Indian parents trying to match make. <laughs> you can't say any of this stuff, but he wants to. All right, go ahead. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, Did you see the Indian parents that sued sued the kids for not, for not delivering a kid? That's pretty Indian. <laughs> That's the most Indian shit I've I ever mean, seen. I don't know how to I mean I don't I don't mean that in a bad we'll, way. We'll have to get Krishna ready back on the podcast. But you know. Or, or we'll get a cut some a love cosh. for your kids on here. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. or, or, <laughs> As you were saying, you could choose a second option, which the, the first one is getting engaged, locking you in about $3,000, $5,000 plus retainer every month for six months or 12 months. The way that we work is we only get paid out pretty much on new customers. Or we, you know, we know if it's a new customer, and we're not going to lock you into long term contracts. 
So for someone, we don't really know what the future is going to hold. It's uncertain. We don't know what people's purchasing habits are going to be like. So why don't you work with someone who's not going to lock you into that long-term engagement and also going to show you proof of sales? So for me, for me, empathizing where you're at, analyzing risk of the client is going to be way more important. That, that's going to be that once you figure out that key, what's your metrics, what's your index for figuring out the risk of these clients because you are pay to play, right? right. That's, going to be, that's going to be your kind of guiding star. That's going to be your North Star for everything. That's okay. how you don't fuck yourself big time yeah. because your cash flows come in depending on the wellness of that, that brand, right? And yeah. how, how healthy they are. And I'm only getting, I'm getting kind of fired up because I've been there where people promise you all that shit. And then I get mad. I'm getting you to that. I'm time traveling to the point where I would go, I should have vetted this person out a lot more. How do you do that? How do you uh, establish your deliverables? Yeah, well, I mean, part of it is what the expectations of the client are, right? He so wants to know the reporting like, software you use. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no. He's having trouble with it. it. That's not it. Google Data Studio uh, doesn't kick. I'm yeah. just curious because if it's performance based, I mean, are you getting like, are you getting uh, like revenue data from last year, and you you have to make it a 15 percent growth? How's it? You know how? And the bigger you get, the more you're going to have to figure out how to check that the, that number isn't juked because I know you can put tracking in. But it's in their entities, right? Well, so it's both. Typically, we have access to their analytics. Um, so if we set it up properly, we're able to see how much revenue we drive through Google Analytics. Two is that we're operating out of their own, like their own software, right? That is connected to their site. Mm-hmm. So the the way that we get screwed really is if we build up a program to, like, let's say hypothetically build a program to five hundred thousand dollars a month, then they they could say we don't want to work with you anymore and pretty much collect all those residuals basically because we've done it. Now that that's a situation that's very real to be to you know work with us and maybe at that point we have to come up with longer contracts so we can protect ourselves a little bit more. But like at least just trying to get the business in the beginning, it's more about just getting the business going than starting to build the program. Um, but yeah, so it's there. It's the software that's connected directly to their website. We're in their analytics accounts, and we're also using our own software called Affluent, which is basically taking all the data from all these different places all the different networks where our clients are, are working with the different software platforms and pulling in one place. So like we're a tech like, stack check. Of sorts, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Like with it's aggregate. It's aggregating all the info you need from their tech stack, all the apps that are used. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh. Sound interesting for what you're That's doing? Kind of scary. It's kind of scary that they could just. Well, there you go. Look at that. that means our show. We have to go lightning round, and we'll ask. Should we ask the same question? No, I have. You've already asked it. I know, but it changes. Some people have different answers. But I don't, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I like the 13 year old question. I said it. <sighs> Rough. Well, I'm sorry. Look, Ryan Sickler. I need, I need Ryan, C- Ryan Sickler's uh, podcast copied it. The Honeydew. Um, let's let's Does do this. It make it okay. Huh? Why? Because you don't like thinking about 13 year olds because of your past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, let's go with this. What is the hardest time you ever laughed. This is a Pete Holmes question. I'll steal from his podcast. What is the hardest time? What you ever laughed? I think it, the, the most, the most immediate, the honestly, the most immediate thing that came to mind was like when I was in elementary school, we were in like fourth or fifth grade and there were two flies having sex on the table and someone was doing a live commentary over that. And <laughs> that's, that's, like, good. <laughs> that's perfect. That's good. That's see, this is a fun question. That's better, way better. That's not ours. I don't want to steal it, but that 
Look, everybody's d- seen question. that? Or the, the le- or lizards going at it? Were they, or, 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 oh, shit. I'm breaking stuff. Falling apart. I'm Thor. I told my kids I'm Thor, and they have to address me that on Father's Day. I forgot to tell Oh, they're going to be so disappointed. And then when uh, my daughter got angry and it, it started raining behind me, I go, you did that. <laughs> I go, you made these clouds happen in oh, this thunder. Man. And, she, and you're blaming them for the weather. She bought it. Yeah, them and the Jews. All right. Well, so uh, appreciate you coming on. We'll, uh, we'll have you back on when we're more sober, maybe. Or maybe more drunk. I had more fun just, on this just episode. Just let me know ahead of time so I can kind of join you. you okay. Know, Deal. Or, That's a good call. Deal. Deal. We'll do boozy episodes. I like that. I like where your head's at. Yeah. Maybe we could do a live one and the listeners drink with us. Sure. <laughs> that always means no. All right. <laughs> you said it like a mom. Sure. Never maybe. Let me have any fun. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Dude. We'll have you on uh, some probably August. Let's say August. Sure. All right. See you then. See, See you. Then.